What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game with Fame podcast. I am your host, Eric Erickson, and today we have a special guest joining the show. Besides being my school classmate, he is most importantly the number one ranked pinball player in the world by both the World Pinball Player Rankings and the International Flipper Pinball Association. He is Raymond Davidson. Raymond, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks. And in June, you competed in the IFPA World Pinball Championship, and that was in Keswick, Ontario, where you captured your second title in the event. Can you tell me just a little bit about your experience uh, there in June in Ontario? Yeah. Um, well, it, it's the uh, it's the top 64 ranked players in the world. Um, it's actually, uh, there's like two representatives from every country. Um, and then the rest get filled in by the, the best ranked players. Um, so you get a sprinkling of, you know, people coming from Australia, New Zealand, um, the England, uh, a lot of, a lot of Sweden, Sweden representatives. Um, and, uh, basically just the best of the best all competing for three days straight of, uh, pinball, pinball, pinball. And then at the end of it, there's a big, uh, single elimination bracket. And then, you know, I made it to the top. And, like I said, this is your second title in the event, back to back championships. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Last year was in Denmark, and that was the first time I had traveled internationally to play pinball. And I mostly just went over to you know Copenhagen. I was like, well, that's where the World Championships is this year. Um, I gotta, I gotta at least try, um, and it'll be cool to visit somewhere I hadn't been. And I just I ended up winning the whole thing, and I was like, holy crap! Um, so then I, you know, I had to go this year to defend my title. And uh, did it again. So we'll see if I can three-peat it next year in Italy. And you became just the ninth person to have multiple championships in the event. How did this year's uh, championship round compare to that first time when you were in Denmark? I mean, it was pretty similar. Um, the time in Denmark was extra special because in the finals, I got to play against someone who was kind of my mentor. Uh, his name's Kaylee George, and he was, like, really good when I was growing up. And um, he was, like, the best player in Seattle by far, and he taught me a lot of things. So facing off him in the finals last year was, like, really special. Um, so this year it wasn't quite it wasn't quite that cool, um, but it was neat in the fact that I went against somebody who had never lost a finals. Like, any time this guy has gotten to the final two, he'd always won. So I finally got to, you know, end that streak of his. <laughs> And uh, what was your your relationship? I know, like he, you were able to play a lot at his house growing up because you weren't able to get into bars and those kind of things. What's your relationship uh, like with him? Um, yeah, that that was that's definitely true. Um, basically, uh, he would invite me over to his house and uh, show me, you know, teach me how to play games in a competitive mindset. Because until then, I was just playing in a fun mindset and like trying to get um you know on the high scoreboard or just play the game for a long time but he was the one that showed me that there was you know a certain way to play this particular game because it gives you the most points you know doing this doing that um and he uh yeah he basically anytime i had any questions i'd ask him and it was uh it was just someone i really looked up to because he was he was really good and watching him play was really impressive and when you were back this year did you feel in Ontario, did you feel any added pressure knowing that you were the defending champ and you kind of had a, a target on your back, so to say? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely felt pressure for not, you know, sucking, like not bombing out in the first <laughs> round or, 
or, you know, going out early. Um, and that was actually the hardest round for me was the first round of the single elimination matches. Um, I was feeling the stress because I was like, I, I don't want to get eliminated. But like once I got through that first round, then I was like, oh, right. OK, I can play pinball. Like, <laughs> all right, just do what I normally do. Um, so it, it can really go in, in waves of, of high stress and emotional, you know, you got to manage that and just play the game. And you've traveled to play in pinball tournaments internationally, like to Denmark, and you said to Italy next year, and you've tra- traveled nas- nationally around the United States. What have been some of your favorite places and you know memorable trips you've made going to play in pinball tournaments? Well, I just went to the New York City Championships um, last this May, and that was the first year that they ran that event. And it was really cool going to New York for the first time, uh, you know, right on the island of Manhattan there, seeing all the big skyscrapers and Central Park. And so that was that was really cool. Um, some other places that are nice are going to California um, in the winter when it's cold here. It's nice and warm down there. There's one tournament called It Never Drains in Southern California, which <laughs> is a play on, you know, drains, like drain your ball. And that tournament is always nice to do in, in the middle of January when it's cold here going back to your history with pinball you first started playing when you were about five or six years old because your grandpa had a machine what are kind of your earliest earliest memories of pinball and your experiences uh at that time um yeah i it's hard to remember now but i just remember always being glued to that machine in my grandparents basement um you know people my other cousins would be uh, playing video games or um, in the pool because my grandpa also had a pool but like I would just be playing the pinball machine because I was so addicted to it um, and I guess it just it just kept growing and growing and you know developed a passion for it when you were in the sixth grade your dad bought you a machine so you're probably around like 11 or 12 years old yep uh, was that kind of when you started taking things to that next level uh, it was a stepping stone for sure. What it was, it was um, the first step in really getting a lot of hours in and sort of developing, you know, how to play and and finding out that I just really really like it. Um, but the big step to my next level was when the 2000, uh, 2011 or two thousand ten. There was a, a tournament called the Northwest Pinball Championships that I I did really well at, and that was when I decided um, I actually won like. $2,200 in this giant brick of cash in like $2 bills, which was hilarious. Um, and I used a lot of that money to start flying to like Pittsburgh um, and other places. And that's, that's when I kind of leveled up and was like, Oh, I can, I can do this, you know, internationally. I, I can compete against the best in the world. With hobbies like that, sometimes like games and stuff like that. Sometimes parents will try to push you away as you get older. How important was that, that your parents were very supportive of you playing pinball to even, you know, do, do the big thing of buying you a machine and bringing it home for you? Oh yeah. It was, I mean, my dad and I, we would play just, um, growing up. It was something we would do whenever we were at my grandparents' house. So my dad and I shared a a good bond, um, playing pinball and, um, you know, they'd always been supportive of, of uh, helping me out, you know, financially a little bit or um, basically watching me on, on stream or, you know, they, they were up at four in the morning our time watching me win the finals in Europe. And when, they, when I got the text messages, you know, over there, I was like about to 
cry a little bit. It was, it was pretty cool. That's awesome. And when did you compete in your first competitive pinball tournament? Um, I think that would be 2008. It was uh, one of the Northwest Pinball Championships that was um, attached. It was part of uh, the Northwest uh, Pinball and Arcade Room show. And uh, it's like a big pinball expo every year that had a tournament. And I mostly went just to play pinball in the in the expo because, you know, I was young. There wasn't anywhere to play. Um, but I saw they had a tournament, so I entered, and I, I, I think I min-cashed. Like, I got something, and I was like, wow, okay, I guess I'll do this again next year and the year after that, and kind of snowballed from there. Was there ever a point when you realized that this was – you realized, like, I'm really good at this. I'm, I'm ready to, you know, keep – moving further along this path in the competitive scene? Uh, yeah, I think it was um, that, that one second place in the Northwest tournament in 2011 that made me travel to Pittsburgh for the first time. Um, that, w- that was a, a key moment. And then also just watching myself move up the rankings on the uh, you know International Flipper Pinball Association uh, website, that was actually really cool to watch it um, kind of go up and up and be like, hey, I... I'm actually, I'm still going up. Like I, I can do this, you know. Was, did you use those rankings kind of as motivation as you moved up or did you try not to really worry about it and just focus on, on the play? And then with that, the rankings would come. How did you kind of tackle that situation? Uh, Well, the rankings helped a lot as motivation because in order to really gain a lot of ground really quickly, you had to attend bigger events, certain, certain events and that meant traveling to like San Jose was pretty convenient to travel to, and they had a pretty big tournament every year. So I would I would start I started going to that one. Um, you know, there's some in Portland that were popping up, so I started going to those because I knew that they would help my ranking. So it definitely was a big factor in getting me um, moving outside of uh, the Seattle area. You talked earlier about there's you know there's a difference between just going to the machine and playing pinball, and then knowing like the competitive strategies and the rules of the game and things like that. I think most people go into it, like you said, they're just wanting to play the machine. You know, how do you kind of, what are the strategies and the different rule sets that you look in and look at when you're stepping up to a pinball machine and how does that affect your play? It's all about maximizing the risk versus reward factor. So you find out which, which shots on the game, like how risky each of the shots are. So if I hit this like giant thing over here, you know, it's going to send the ball out of control and it might end my ball. But if I hit this ramp, it's going to send the ball right back to my flipper and I can hit it again. Um, but then you find out, Oh, that ramp it's, it's not very risky, but like, it's not actually giving you that many points. So you have to weigh the the balance between the two and be like, Oh, I need to, you know, find what's the, the least risky way to get the most amount of points. Um, is kind of what it boils down to. Uh, but, you know, what, what you first have to do is you have to overcome the defensive response that most people have of, of oh, no, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go down the middle. I need to stop it and start thinking about the offensive side of I need to hit that, I need to hit that, I need to do this. And the only way to really do that, I think, is to own a machine or know someone who owns a machine so they don't have to pay quarters. Because I think the reason people are so defensive is because it's like, I paid money for this, like, I don't drain, but if you can focus, if there's less stress and you can focus on doing things, you know, you, you get worse before you get better sort of thing. Um, and when do you feel like you, what, at what point did you take on that offensive strategy? 
Uh, I started pretty early because I found out that games in the arcade, or in in my case, it was more like games in Red Robin's or Alfie's Pizza. Um, basically, if you got a certain number of points, you could win a free game. And then you could play again without putting any quarters in. So that really motivated me to find out how do I get those points. And so then I started going online and reading like the rule sheets for this specific game and and finding out what sequence of things I need to do to get the most points. And that sort of, you know, pushed me in that in that direction pretty early on. And when you're going to these tournaments, do you know what machine, what game you're going to be playing before you go into it? Um, most tournaments will have a list available um, ahead of time, but you never know exactly what you're going to be playing because a lot of times um, either there'll be a big pool and you sort of play some of them more or less at random, or um, everybody gets a chance to pick a game. Um, so you're like, I can pick one of the games to play, but then someone else is going to pick a game. Um, but the more you go to tournaments, the more you sort of just, oh, I know that game. I, uh, you know, I played it whenever, you know. So I rarely nowadays see a game that I had, have never seen before at a, at a tournament. So like when you're starting tournaments, you're obviously playing some machines that you had never played before. Is there a like preparation beforehand or is it just a spur of the moment thing where you kind of got to figure it out? Um, usually you just ask around. Um, people are pretty friendly and they'll, they'll give you, they'll give you pointers like what the basic, you know, outline of a game is. Um, and so you can just ask your opponents or, or anybody, any, any buds of yours that are also playing pinball, or you can, um, there's some great sites, I think like pin tips, dot com or dot net um the papa.org professional amateur pinball association um you can look up things on the fly you know the internet is a magical thing and do you have a favorite machine that like when you're playing in a tournament that would be your pick if you had it um i really like the simpsons pinball party um it's a modern game that has very deep rule set and also pretty good theme integration like the different simpsons you know tv episodes or like different modes in the game and it's just super fun um but right now my favorite game is iron maiden which is this guy behind me um he's it's a new one that just came out and the guy that designed it was the former number one player in the world i still think he is the best player in the world because he's really good he just doesn't play as much anymore um, so it's cool that he left competitive pinball and started designing games and working on games, and it plays great. So that's my current favorite game. And we were talking uh, off air before we started here. You said you own 10 pinball machines currently in your home. Are you playing all those machines all the time, or is, is the Iron Maiden machine kind of the one you put the most of your time into? How do you distribute that uh, pinball playing time? Yeah, definitely Iron Maiden right now. Um, usually whatever the newest game is is the one that's getting the most love. Um, but every once in a while, I'll, I'll go back and I'll play a game or two on, on something else. Um, or if I have people over, a lot of the times we'll just have like a pinball playing session and then I'll probably play just kind of a couple different games, whatever people aren't playing sort of thing. And you work full time as a computer programmer. Do you see any correlation or similarities in kind of what you do, the skills you use at work and the skills needed to be a good pinball player? Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, I think to be a good pinball player, you really have to understand um, like logic and like sequencing and, and kind of figuring out like, oh, this does this um, or spur of the moment decisions like 
my opponent is ahead of me by this much. What do I need to do to maximize my chance of winning? Um, and it, it's really a, a, a thinking man's game in a lot of ways. Um, at least a lot of the modern games are because there's this so complicated, so many shots and things. Um, so I really like programming because it's a, you know, you have to think really hard about, you know, it's a lot of logical problems that you're running into and, um, you know, it's all it's all solvable if you do the right thing. And pinball is kind of the same way. It's like it's throw, it's presenting you with a problem. Now you need to figure out what the best way to, to solve it is. And going back to that number one ranking, do you remember like the feelings you had or where you were and when you found out that you had reached that top spot? Yeah, I um, I think I was just at work and I uh, started getting text messages and things. And I was like, oh, wow, I did it. Like, because I was I was like fourth and then like third and then second for a while and i and then it just happened and i was like well wow now i have to stay here now i can now i can't i can't go up any higher so i have to not go down <laughs> now how do you kind of keep yourself motivated and to, now that you have that top spot to stay there the motivation for me right now is that if i can hold that spot until the end of the year then i'll get like an actual like crown and like trophy and be kind of immortalized in that way as like that year's best pinball player. So I really want to get that. So I want to try to stay, stay number one, at least for this year. And, you know, maybe after that, then it, it becomes less stressful because it's like, Oh, I did it one year. I, I don't need to do it again. Like that sort of thing. And what events are upcoming for you that will help you if you, if you perform well, will help you keep that number one ranking. Uh, so next week I'm going to the uh, Pinburg match play championships which is um, it's in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and it is uh, the world's largest pinball tournament. So this one has the most uh, points available up for grabs. So if I finish, you know, in the top four or whatever, that's basically a guarantee that it'd be really hard for someone to pass me. Um, so I'm really hoping to do well. For people who are maybe interested in pinball or have never played before and kind of want to try it out, what advice or encouragement or tips would you give them as they're starting to make their way into the hobby? Uh, just find people who um, also like pinball and uh, you know, sort of like me, I had my, my mentor that basically, you know, you can, you can find people to play with. Um, it's more fun if there's other people, you know, both to compete against and also to ask, you know, ask questions and, and have fun with. And um just basically, I just um, tell everyone that is getting into pinball, I think they should just know that there is an offense and not just a defense. And that if you're really passionate, you should, you know, eventually you'll you'll start getting better. It may, it may feel like the game's rigged or like really hard or every time I play pinball, it just drains. It's like, yeah, it's meant to do that. You have to, you have to figure out how to, how to not do that. And that, the ball is in a lot more control than you think. So you just have to watch other people, see see what people are doing and just try to learn and try to try to follow that. So if, if I was stepping up to a paintball machine right now and you were next to me, what would be like the one, what's the, the main tip you tell someone as, uh, as a rookie? Uh, don't hit both flippers at the same time, especially if the ball isn't anywhere near the other one. Like sometimes... Anytime the ball comes to any flipper, people will just like flip both of them, but just only flip the one that you need to flip. 
Because um, if you flip both of them, there's more of a gap for the ball to sort of go underneath, um, which is kind of counterintuitive, but it actually, you get in situations where if you had only flipped one, the ball will kind of go, you know, here. But if you flip both, it'll go sort of underneath. Um, so that'd probably be the, the number one thing. The number two thing is experiment a little bit. Learn, like, you don't always have to flip. Like, if the ball's coming and you just don't flip, it'll just bounce nicely and you can just kind of catch it over here and take a nice controlled shot. So, yeah, just don't double flip and uh, don't be afraid to experiment. I definitely flip both flippers when I play, so that'll be something for me to, <laughs> for me to work on when I uh, step up to a pinball machine again. <laughs> just wrapping things up here, I, the reason I started this podcast is because I think with video games and games in general, sometimes there's a lot of stereotypes that surround people and people kind of pigeonhole or categorize people because of the hobby. But in reality, everyone plays some type of game, whether it be video games or card games or pinball or stuff like that. For you, did you ever feel like people stereotyped or kind of categorized because of your hobby? And so how did you deal with those situations? It's a little awkward when I'd be over at friend's house and they'd be playing like Smash Bros or whatever. And I'd be like kind of meh or, um, or I'd be playing pinball um, instead of the other arcade games at GameWorks. You know, I'd kind of be alone in, in the corner or whatever. Um, but you know, that's what I like to do. So I think people should do what they like to do because, you know, it doesn't make sense to not do that. <laughs> yeah, I say whatever brings you enjoyment, right? Yeah. And I know you, you're you interested in other types of games or it's like board games or card games, stuff like that. What what other what other games interest you and what about them? I, like, uh, I pretty much like any games that make you, um, that have a certain element to strategy where you can kind of think, think your way out of things or, or, um, you know, try to show, try, try to beat someone where it's like, Oh, I, I, I did this thing that if I didn't have done, I would have lost. Like, uh, you know, it gives you that sense of like, yes, but, um, like, uh, card games, um, board games and every once in a while playing like random luck games is fun just for relaxing. Um, and you can kind of take the edge off a little bit too. So I, I like pretty much any any of those sort of games. And uh, as we wrap things up here, anything you want to plug about yourself or upcoming tournaments or have or how people could watch them, if that's a possibility, before we go here? Um, yeah, you can check out uh, papa.org, P-A-P-A dot O-R-G, um, or ifpapinball.com, I-F-P-A pinball.com. Um that the papa.org is the professional amateur pinball association and they have a ton of resources for how to play pinball where to um i, I don't know if they have where to play but they have like how to play and uh tournament footage um so you can watch you know tournament videos of people playing um there's also pinballvideos.com um you can search like my name and you can see like any tournaments that i've been in that have been on stream which is kind of cool and just the uh, if you're in Seattle area, uh, Full Tilt, uh, pretty pretty cool place um, to play pinball. Um, yeah. All right, thank you, Raymond. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Game with Fame podcast. Again, Raymond, I just want to thank you again for doing this, and good luck as you are competing in Pittsburgh next week. That's going to do it with another episode of Game with Fame. 
Once again, thank you to Raymond Davidson for joining today's show, and good luck to him in Pittsburgh next week. As always, you can head on over to twitch.tv slash gamewithfamepodcast. Follow the channel and trigger the notifications so you know every time the show is live. Also, you can follow Game With Fame on Twitter and Instagram at gamewithfamepod. And you'll find extra content that I post on there as well as announcements about upcoming shows. Once again, thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed it.